Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be the readings for Friday, the first week of Advent. Friday, the first week of Advent. We're uh, almost done with the first week, how quickly it passed. So uh, let's begin with the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. This is from uh, prayers, favorite prayers from the Imitation of Christ. Blessed are you, Heavenly Father, and the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, for you continue to watch over me, a wretched sinner, despite my unworthiness, and to comfort me simply by your presence. For this grace, I will never cease to thank you. I will bless you and glorify you together with your Son and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. O oh Lord God, you are ever faithful when you come into my heart. My entire being is filled with happiness. You are my glory and the joy of my heart my hope and my refuge in times of tribulation because my love for you often falters and I am imperfect to virtue. I am in great need of your strength and comfort. Please come to me often and instruct me in your holy teachings. Protect me from succumbing to evil passions and free my heart from all wanton desires. So that having been healed and purified by you, I may become more eager to love you, stronger in my willingness to suffer for you, and more determined in my resolve to, to persevere in following your will. Book 3, Chapter 5 Verses 1 to 2. Well, that's quite a lot long verses. All right. So um, I wanted to read that. These are uh, those are readings for Advent. So. All righty. Um, sorry about last the last episode. I was very tired, but I wanted to do it. And unfortunately, I think maybe I was just a tad put. Tad too tired. Um, it was a very exhausting day. Okay, so here's the um, entrance antiphon. Behold, the Lord will come, descending with splendor, to visit his people with peace. 
and he will bestow on them eternal life. Stir up your power, we pray, O Lord, and come that with you that with you to protect us we may find rescue from the pressing dangers of our sins, and with you to set us free, we may be found worthy of salvation, who live and reign with God the Father in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Stir up your power, we pray, O Lord, and come that with you to with you to protect us. I don't think I read that right in the beginning. Okay, let's begin. Okay, let's begin. Again, this is from Isaiah chapter 29, verse 17 to 24. On that day, the eye, the eyes of the of the blind will shall see. On that day, the eyes of the blind shall see. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, but but a very little while, and Lebanon shall be changed into an orchard, and the orchard be regarded as a forest on that day the deaf shall hear and the words uh, the words of a book and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see <clears throat> the lowly will ever find joy in the lord and the poor rejoice in the holy one of israel for the tyrant will be no more and the arrogant will have gone all who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those whose mere word condemns a man, who ensnare his defender at the gate, and leave the just man with an empty claim. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Jacob, who redeemed Abraham. Now Jacob shall have nothing to be ashamed of, nor shall his face grow pale. When his children see the work of my hands in his midst, they shall keep my name holy. They shall reverence the Holy One of Jacob and be in awe of the God of Israel. Those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding and those who find fault shall receive instruction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 17 to 24. Thus says the Lord God, but a very little while, and Lebanon shall be changed into an orchard, and the orchard be regarded as a forest. On that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The lowly will ever find joy in the Lord, and the poor rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. <clears throat> For the tyrant will be no more, and the arrogant will have gone. All who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those whose mere words condemn a man, who ensnare his defender at the gate, and leave the just man with an empty claim. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Jacob, who redeemed Abraham. Now Jacob shall have nothing to be ashamed of, nor shall his face grow pale. When his children see 
the work of my hands in his midst. They shall keep my name holy. They shall reverence the Holy One of Jacob and be in awe of the God of Israel. Those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding, and those who find fault shall receive instruction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. One more time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. It's a very beautiful psalm. It's very beautiful. I mean, when you start meditating on it, just on the words, the Lord is my light and my salvation, my light and my salvation. Because remember, Christ said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness and never stumble. And he also said, I am the resurrection and the life. So he is our salvation. He's the answer to this dark world. He is the, the path, the way. I am the way and the truth and the life. And that's, that's true. Whom should I fear? Once you know Christ, you got nothing to be afraid of. It's true that, you know, we, it's, it's growing in him. And it's also realizing how futile to try to hold on to power that eventually fades away, even material things. And it's, it's in Christ we can keep things in perspective. Wealth, money, power, health, <clears throat> attachments, healthy attachments, unhealthy attachments. Um, understand the meaning of life, 
understanding that we are created by God and understanding that our, we owe our lives to God and that we can't find any other way. There is nothing else. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast uh, from the Catholic uh, Institute and this Dominican priest was talking about Hinduism and Buddhism and the the Buddhist uh, don't believe in the soul yet like Hinduism they do believe in the fact of reincarnation but how how can there how can there be a reincarnation if there is no soul and the term of like meaninglessness and that there is the truth is that there is no truth and there is no um the term mindfulness comes from buddhism and it's 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 very different it's different and it's not the same definitely as christianity there the the fact that nirvana is all there is and that what does it mean to be free from suffering if there is no I? Meaning the, the, the very consciousness of you. It's not the same thing as Christianity. You know, when we look at Christ, God made us and he made us individuals and he made us to share happiness and joy with him. And the fact that we have a purpose in an existence, we have a meaning, we have a purpose. And once we find our happiness in him, everything else falls into place, right? Everything else falls into place. And that's important. You know, the Lord is my life and refuge. Whom should I be afraid? There's nothing else. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. You know, you got no, no, nothing to be afraid because it takes practice. Like I said, it takes practice to find fulfillment, to find the truth in Christ, to find meaning. And once we once we have Christ in our life, everything else falls into perspective. And even things that make us afraid, the terror, the fear, Christ will clear it up for us, will guide us through it. And we, we, we grow stronger in Christ because of that. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. Unfortunately, I wish I had more time to pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament. A lot of us, I think, but prayer is an important thing. Prayer and time. And in prayer, we can gaze on him. And that's why it's important to have some holy images around you, an icon, a crucifix, um, uh, you know, and, and pray and spend time in prayer. 
spend time with him and you and you actually you will see it it will it will make sense it will be good it will work out it will really it will definitely work out you will grow more in prayer i don't really think there's any like <clears throat> i mean definitely you can read books and and put certain things to practice but eventually the holy spirit will help us find our own way you know and we and in time the holy spirit is the best instructor in prayer and the holy spirit will definitely guide us to to other people to help us pray i believe that i shall see the bounty of the lord in the land of the living wait for the lord with courage be stout hearted and wait for the lord definitely we will uh if we trust him and we grow in christ we definitely he will we will definitely see eternal life all right let's move on to the second reading don't worry i'll get to the to the first one the, we'll talk about it after the gospel okay it's the the gospel is actually the second reading alleluia alleluia behold our lord shall come with power he will enlighten the eyes of his servants alleluia alleluia a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 9, verse 27 to 31. Believing in Jesus, two who were blind are cured. As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, Let it be done for you, for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread word of him through all the land. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, Let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread word of him throughout, uh, through all the all, all the land. Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, um, in Isaiah, we get a this beautiful poetic um, promise, a, a poetic prophecy, poetic prophecy. Uh, of what God will do that and technically blindness can be yes physical but there's also a spiritual blindness a spiritual blindness to to the truth a spiritual blindness to um which is could be something that was taught to us given to us like you know the way we're brought up 
that we can inherit it from our parents. We can inherit it from our culture. We can inherit it from, um, you know, definitely from the, uh, it could be political. It could be moral. It could be, um, you know, in, in many different forms that can, you know, it could be also an oppressive blindness, a self-oppressive, because blindness can definitely be self-oppressive. And, you know, because a person can be physically blind, like, you know, in the show The Chosen, there's a character called Shula, a woman, and she's blind. Jesus hasn't healed her, but she can hear. She can hear the truth, you know, um... You know, and then, of course, a pr deafness can be another way it can be spiritual. Right? I mean, a person can be born deaf, but maybe, you know, I mean, often people would ask, which is worse, blindness or deafness? And, <laughs> you know, I think that's a very... uh difficult uh subject matter right i don't know i don't know if it's an easy thing to choose i don't think it i don't think it's easy even to think about making such a choice definitely i would say maybe blindness but deafness can also i think be heartbreaking too right and and in many cases but um I would say that definitely, you know, both can be also spiritual. Both can be spiritual. One can be deaf to the truth and one can be blind to the truth. Right? And it can be physical as, you know, physical, but it can also be spiritual. And I would probably say the spiritual because never being able to hear the word of God and one can hear the word, word of God spiritually and one can, you know, just as much as one can see the word of God spiritually and still be blind and still be deaf. Right? Because that's, that's, I think is, is important. And, you know, like it mentions here, for the time will be no more, no more, and the arrogant will have gone, and all who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those who are mere, uh, those whose mere word condemns a man who ensnare his defendant at the gate, and leave the just man with no with an empty claim. You see, it, you know. Notice, notice how it's very clever how it, it you know intertwines the the deafness and the blindness because the tyrant can be is blind and deaf he's blind and deaf to god and an arrogant people are blind and deaf they see they have eyes but they do not see they hear but they do not hear right they are quick to do evil but they're not alert to to god you know and so they need, so they're more sick. They're spiritually sick. One can be physically sick, but still be 
can still hear the word of God, can still, you know, and still see spiritually. You know, and then here, Jesus passes by a place and there's two blind men and they cry out, son of David, have pity on us. Uh, it's a play also, on, you know, because the Russian, the Orthodox prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I can do this? Notice the question he asked, do you believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord. They, and then he touched their eyes and said, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them, made sternly, see that no one knows about this. Why does he do that? I mean, it's obvious people will know that they can see. Because they, if people in the town know that they're blind. And maybe in most cases, here here is also maybe a test to see if you know, because that's because they can physically see, does it mean they spiritually see? And if they they can spiritually see after you know a lot you know more than what they physically see, so they have to proclaim the truth. Jesus telling them sternly not to tell anybody. It does sound ridiculous, and he knows it sounds ridiculous. But here it's to see if they, you know, it's to test them on their spiritual health, I think. If they, if they truly know, if they truly believe, then they have to proclaim it. They can't keep it to themselves because they have to tell the world around them that is blind. They have to tell the world around them the truth. Now they see not just physically see but they can see with their with their spirit they can see with the soul so they have to proclaim that Jesus Christ healed them that Jesus Christ is is the son of David that he's the messiah warning them sternly i think it's really um the polar opposite you know even though he's like he's warning them he's warning them i think in a, in a sense that they have to see the truth. Not to tell anyone would mean that they're still blind. I think that's how I, I mean. It's not, I'm not trying to be confusing here, but think about it. If they just went for the physical healing, they would be spiritually blind. Still, okay. But they didn't go for this. They 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 they're now not just physical, uh, not for the physical healing. If they went just for this physical healing, they would definitely still be blind. But they now they see spiritually more than they are physically healed. So they have to speak the truth. They have to. I mean, this. I think the sternness is just it's 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 just really something deeper in a sense. Because no, don't go out. Don't go tell anyone. It's nonsense. I think he, he even he, you know, he knows it. But it's more than that. He's warning them that if they don't believe, don't go telling anybody about 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 what that I healed you. So in a sense, 
They didn't go for him. They only went for the for the healing. They, for the physical healing. But did they see, did they believe before they were healed? And yes, they did. But now do they believe even though they are healed? Yes, they do. So they're no longer blind. They're not just no longer physically blind. They're no longer spiritually blind. But if they were just physically blind and they only came for the physical healing, then, yeah, yeah, they have to tell the world. You can't keep it to yourself. You have to speak to mankind. You have to tell your fellow man. You have to tell them that he's the Christ. Physical healing doesn't mean you're spiritually healed. I think in the Gospels, according to, to the Gospel. There has to be more. You have to be able to believe beyond it. You have to be you have to be able to believe Jesus, that He is who He is, before you get healed, before you can see again. You can see before you can even hear. You have to believe it, that he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. Alrighty, uh, let's end it here. Okay. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.